Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. You know, uh, uh, the, what the upper room is really known for, I think, is really worship and just lingering times pressing into Jesus is so important. You know, I tried to apply that. Nicole said something in a message, I don't know, it's probably about a year ago, but she's speaking on worship. And she said something that really got me, and I've been practicing it ever since. She goes, when you feel like stopping, just go a little bit more. Just lean in just that little bit more. Just push in that little bit more and to see what God will do. And uh, so that I do that. And uh, one of my uh, secrets is, a lot of people don't know, but I used to be a worship leader a long, long time ago in Scotland. And we, we had to use everybody we could get. So I was one of the ones they grabbed. I mean, I could play three chords, you know. So, <laughs> But anyway, part of that whole deal was just learning to worship and push into God. And, and our little church, very similar, <clears throat> excuse me, to this church, uh, had several worship bands, and even though we were a small church, it was just amazing on how the God would show up and bless. And really, I mean, for me and for, I think, the upper rim, I mean, the, the worship part of what we do, uh, it isn't the, it's not just uh, the warm-up, it, it, it's the show. And the reason why it's the show is because it's Jesus. It's because that's who we're honoring and loving and caring and lifting up and honoring him and the Word of God says that He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. you know that? Just everybody say every. Every spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessing. I mean, that's a lot of blessing. You know, every is every. And the only, the only way we receive that blessing and receive the blessing through the Father is through the Son, through what He did for us on the cross. When Jesus died for us, He gave us access to the Father. And not only did He give us access to the Father, here's the wow one. The Father now has access to us through the blood. So he has access to us. He has uh, a relationship he wants to form with us. And, and if you're feeling distant from the Father, but believe me, by faith, he's paid the way. He's done it all. There's no more he can do. He broke down every barrier, every wall through the blood, what the blood did. And so uh, from heaven to earth, <coughs> excuse me, and earth to heaven. So it's really important. And I'm ringing. <clears throat> up here. So anyway, pull out your little sheet, blessing. I just want to encourage you about blessing prayer today. Just want to, this is so important and it's certainly true. Uh, the, the word of God says this in, in John, in the book of John. Does everybody have one? If anybody needs one, raise your hand. Everybody, there's a couple here that needs some. There's two in the back that needs some. There's one over here that needs some. Just keep your hands up. But uh, it's certainly true that we have received every spiritual blessing, and because I've been doing this for a long, long time, sometimes what the Lord does with me, he revisits, he revisits things. And one of the things he's recently visited, revisited me was the bless, power of blessing prayer. The power of blessing prayer. Death and life is in the power of what? The tongue. Death and life. And uh, we inherit his blessings through, through speaking blessing. I think it's really, really uh, humorous. I'll, I'll probably get in trouble when I get to heaven. John will probably beat me up, but John's dad, Zacharias. You know, when the angel appeared, appeared to Zacharias before uh, to tell him that, that Elizabeth was going to have a son, 
what, what happened to, 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 to him? He, he didn't believe. And what happened when he didn't believe? He couldn't speak for nine months. That was probably the wisdom of God. Because if he was negative in front of an angel, think what he would have been not in front of an angel. That's the way I think. I'm sorry. Have you ever met negative people? That everything that comes out is just negative? You say something good and they turn it into a negative? Well, you know, that's, that's the power of cursing. But the power of blessing is different. Mary, on the other hand, what did she do when, when the angel spoke to, to, to Mary? What did, she, what did she say? Let it be unto me according to your word. What did she do? She just made a faith declaration. And she became the most blessed person on the planet. And through her, through the seed that was planted in her to generations, all the way down to this little lady named Mary, she believed. And what happened? Because she believed she was blessed. And guess what she became? The blessing to the whole world. Through Mary, the blessing came as seed Jesus to where? The whole world. That's a big blessing. That is a huge blessing. It's interesting to me that, that, that again, that, that Mary got so excited when God spoke, spoke to, to her. What she did, she, she ran to Elizabeth's house. She ran to Elizabeth's house. Elizabeth was related to her, kind of like family. Everybody say family, family. So she ran to Elizabeth's house. And when she ran to, to Elizabeth's house, she burst in the door. And Elizabeth, as soon as she sees Jesus, John the Baptist gets filled with the Holy Spirit in her womb. Now, that's power right there. And all of a sudden, she begins to declare the blessings of who Jesus was in Mary. Isn't that powerful? Began to say, oh, my gosh, you're here. How blessed you are to come here. You're the one who's carrying my Lord. That's what she said, my Lord. And then she said this. She, she, she went on to say something like this. Blessed are you, Mary, because you believed what the Lord had said. And so that, that huge blessing, can you imagine that huge blessing that, that came to Mary? She ran to her closest relative, or probably one of her friends, and then Mary did something really smart. You know what she did to protect the blessing? You know, we have to protect the words that God speaks over us. Amen. Bill Johnson talked about this not long ago, but it's certainly true. We have to protect those words that God speaks over us because the enemy doesn't like our words. Not, not our words. He doesn't like what God says when we get a word, which are our words. Understand? So if God speaks blessing... What happens is, as he's speaking blessing, he's speaking a seed that lands inside of us. It's a seed that can grow and, and be watered and nurtured. And Aaron's speaking up in Minneapolis. And sometimes that seed that we're, we're leaning into, we need to, to really lament over it and cry over it, especially the seed for the salvation, for the salvation of our loved ones or our friends or, or someone who's not well. And we're, we're, we're praying our guts out so that they might be healed or made whole or come back to Jesus. Makes sense? But there's a seed. When God speaks something, it's a seed. And it lands in our hearts. So Mary, she did something really smart. She stayed with Elizabeth for three months. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, they, I don't know what they talked about, but what she did to guard the seed, they, she stayed there in a positive, faith-filled atmosphere for three months. She didn't go back to Jerusalem. She stood right with Elizabeth, right with Elizabeth. So Elizabeth's growing and Mary's growing. Both of them are growing. Both of them are getting, 
getting bigger. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're eating too many bagels. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, they're growing with these children. Both children were children of promise. And so Mary stayed there and guarded that seed. It's interesting. And then she went back. And what, what happened when she went back and she saw, she saw Joseph? What did, what did Joseph do? What was Joseph going to do? Joseph was going to put her away quietly. He was going to just, oh, you're pregnant. I'm just going to put you, put you away. But you know what God did for the seed? He gave Joseph a dream and spoke to Joseph in the dream. and said, no, this child's for me. So, so Joseph then began to protect the seed. So she had her husband, her one she was engaged to, but, you know, guarding that seed. And then the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit began to guard and protect Jesus. And how do we know that? Because then he had dreams about fleeing to go away. And so the Lord protected the seed, and the seed was Jesus. And so sometimes what happens when God speaks to us in seed form, what happens is we become blessed. We become pregnant, so to speak, with the seed of the word of the Lord to our own hearts. And it's our dreams and our visions and what God wants to do in our lives. And so blessing is really, really, really important, okay? Blessing prayer is really, really important to pray blessing upon your children, to play blessing upon your finances, to play blessing upon everything. The speaking blessing over everything has such power that we don't even understand, I don't think. I don't think we, we, we quite do it. If we did get it, we would do it a lot more. When we were in Scotland, we, we all lived there for a long time, and, and we, we had uh, a, a group of clairvoyants. They were called clairvoyants and witches and stuff like that. They loved to come to Inverness. Inverness is the very north of Scotland. And they would love to come there to do their annual convention, okay? So you can imagine what our city looked like with all the clairvoyants and all the people, the New Age people. Fendhorn, who's the, who's the, the foundation of the New Age movement, was only 40 miles away, so all, the, all those guys would come. And they would be in the middle of the city holding their deal on, and all the Christians would be down there with their, with their, their protest signs <laughs> saying, witches are evil, New Age movement, bad. You know, they were doing all that kind of, kind of crazy stuff. And we got together and we say, we don't like that. We don't like what's happening. We don't like that people are declaring something negative, even though the negative thing that they're doing is negative. We don't want to declare negativity over their lives because God might be doing something drawing them to Jesus. Does that make sense? So God just maybe be doing something. So what we chose to do, we chose just to walk, prayer walk our city that day. That weekend, we'd get together, be 30 of us. I mean, we had a little church, but well, we had some prayer people. And we, would, we decided that we're going to go out and we're going to bless our city. And so we would go to the social services, and we'd all stand and we'd say, okay, stretch out your hands and bless the social services. And everybody would begin to declare blessing. Foster children find homes. Adoptions happen finances, bad guys get caught. I mean, we just go through the whole blessing thing over to finance. Then we go down to the Chamber of Commerce and we bless the government of the city and we declare blessing over the government, over the government, all, you know, over all that stuff. Then we go to the arts area. We say, okay, all the arts, let creativity come to our city. Let there be finances and all that stuff. And then, and then when we go to the educational department and we declare education, Lord, bring university here. Bring education. Help people improve. I mean, we just went through the whole thing. Stood outside the banks. Lord, we bless the... Can you get what I'm saying? And guess how long it took? It took like two hours. Two or three hours just to walk around blessing. And then the last thing we would do, the river nest was here. There's a little bridge that went over it. We'd walk across the bridge and we'd stand in the middle of the bridge. And this is where we did spiritual warfare. 
Okay? You want to know what our spiritual warfare was? Here's what it looked like. God, we surrender all the powers of darkness to you. Thank you that you're going to deal with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Because the blessings of God far outweigh the curses of the enemy. It's the truth. The blessings of God far outweigh the curses of the enemy. So it's really important, you know, that we, we bless things and we, we guard our tongues. I mean, I, I didn't feel like I did very well the first service, so I got on the phone to my wife and said, I'm never going to preach again. I'm never going to. She goes, you baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? Husband and wives, we guard each other. I mean, she, she guards me if I'm going through a bad time or, or if I'm sloping up emotionally or whatever's going on in my life. You know what she does? She, she doesn't say, you wimpo. She doesn't, she doesn't curse me. You know what she does? God's put a seed in your heart. Speak it. God's called you to the nations. Go to it. Stop wimping out. Go forward. Be blessed. I'm behind you. That's what she does for me. That's where I, I run to. But there's blessing in the power of the tongue. And so God is re revisiting that to me, that there's, there's power in blessing. And what we did earlier, did anybody in the prayer huddles feel blessed? Why? Because someone was speaking positive stuff over your life. That's what family does. Family does that kind of stuff. They speak positive things. Uh, I, I, I want to just, uh, t uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you just for before we get to the card. I'm, I haven't forgotten. But a friend of mine in, in Thailand, his name is Bill and Julie Hughes. You may have heard of their uh, grandson who almost died and they had people praying for him over and over and over and over again in Bethel. Remember that whole deal? Well, that, that's, the grand, that's, the, that's the grandfather and mother of the child. And they flew back from Thailand as fast as they could. But anyway, Bill and Julie are just wonderful people. They've been friends of mine since Bible college. We, we all, there's a revival that swept through Pensacola, came from California, hit, hit Florida, and a whole bunch of us just got swept into the kingdom. It's like, like this movement of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I was the last one in. But anyway, we all got swept into the kingdom. And, and so this, this church decided to plant a Bible college to get us going, get, help us to get launched and do all that kind of stuff because we're all a bunch of messed up druggies and hippies and people like that. Well, Bill, and Ju Bill came there, and he was just a wonderful friend, and he became a missionary to Thailand with Julie, and he's a wonderful worship guy. And they've been reaching out into Thailand for years, like, I mean, just years and years. I mean, more than a decade, almost two decades, probably even closer to three almost. But they, they've been reaching Thailand. And there came a point in time where they realized that the church that they were a part of was really a church that was holding blessing in and not allowing blessing out. And so Bill and Julie, they just said, we can't do this. We, we've got to get to the villages. God has called us through the nation of Thailand. He's given us a strategy. We've got to get to the village. So they went to the, the church and talked to them. Well, the church, yeah, 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 and all that. So what Bill and Julie had to do, they, they left the church, and they began to go to the villages to speak blessing and encouragement over the people in the villages because that's what Jesus did. Jesus went around doing good and healing. So they thought, well, we're going to go do good, and we're going to see healing. And so they went, they went to a village, and uh, one of the first villages they went to, there was a guy on a bed. He'd been laying there for nine years. Nine years. And the, so they said, okay. 
And guess how, guess how many people in the village knew that this guy was laying in bed for nine years? Everybody in the village. So they went in, they did a worship time, just like we did just now. They went in and worshiped and sang Thai songs, and they worshiped a little bit. Presence of God came, they laid hands on him, commanded him to be made whole, and spoke to him to get up and walk. And that day, he took his first step. Took his first step. So they gave him a little Bible on a disc, you ever heard of those, in Thai, and they plugged it onto him, and then the next day, he took three steps. And then what happened, he laid down, listened to the word of God, and then he got, his, got a walker, somebody gave him a walker, and then he began to walk. And then, here's the big deal, then he began to walk in the village, and then he began to walk without the walker, and he was totally healed. So, what, what, ha- what, happened, from, what happened from that blessing, guess what happened? What kind of seed do you think that blessing seed was that landed in that village? It was a seed that said, Jesus is alive. And so now they're going from village to village to village, and there's he- just about healings. Every village they go to, God shows up. And guess where he shows up? He shows up in worship. And uh, I, I, it's, it's just beautiful. Uh, t- two Saturdays ago, I was downtown. Uh, we attended a conference with Robbie Dawkins and uh, Paul, Paul McKinney and, and uh, Jane and Greg Moore. It was a really good equipping time. I didn't get to go to all of it, but I was busy, so I went to the evening sessions. But they, they allowed us to plan the outreach. Me and Pam and uh, 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 Craig and a couple other guys planned, planned an outreach at Linden Baptist. So we had all the people come to Linden Baptist. That's in the hood. Okay, that's... That's East Dayton Hood. That's not West Dayton Hood. Okay. It's more white people than there are black people, but they're still in the hood. Okay. So we went down to Linda Baptist. We get together. We divide up into all these different, different teams. We have all the teams' uh, names where they're going to go. And so I really felt like I needed to go to Courthouse Square. So we went to Courthouse Square. And with our, my team, I said, hey, guys, come on. Come on over. Come over. I said, this is slow. I said, what's slow? I said, this, this outreach today is going to be slow down outreach. Don't get in a hurry. If you have a conversation with somebody, just spend time with them. Talk to them. This is what this is about. There's not a lot of people about. So anyway, we agreed to do that. So we had a big barrel of water, handing out water. We had some little things to carry them, came around, carrying them around. And a Revival Ohio team, a wonderful family, they've been with Revival Ohio for, from the beginning. And they know about slow, and they understand the principles of developing relationships and encouraging people. They, this couple and their kids, five kids, three kids, four kids, I mean, this couple and their kids, they stayed with five people for two hours. Five people for two hours. Some evangelists will say, that's a waste of time. You should have been, you know, you know what I mean, baloney. Two hours with five people is a worthwhile investment because the people are being blessed because they were asking questions, revelation was coming into their hearts like seed. Did they meet Jesus that day? None of them met Jesus, but guess what? All of them knew about Jesus by the end of the two hours, and questions began to go into their head and began, began to think. So our team was there, it was part of it, and so the Lord felt a whisper to go to the front of Courthouse Square right across from Greyhound, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm standing there and I see a group of, of, of people coming up, and the Lord spoke to me about pain. So as they're walking by, I said, hey, does anybody have pain? 
And this girl, about 15, says, I got pain. I said, what kind of pain do you have? She's back pain. I said, would you like to see that go? She goes, that would be great. So we all gathered, gathered together and I said, can I put my hand on your back? She said, yes. So I said, okay, pain, what's your level of pain, by the way? Oh, it's about an eight or a six. So, okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to command pain go and see what happens. So she goes, okay. So can I put my hand on your back? Yes. Got permission. Command a pango, healing flow, in Jesus' name. And it was really short prayer. Took my hand off. I said, okay. <coughs> I said, okay, wiggle. And so she started wiggling, and she went. I said, how much pain do you have now? She was down to a three. I said, well, let's go for it again. So put my hand on, on her back. Command pango, healing flow. Command a pain to lift her back. And when I, I knew it this time. I knew she got healed. You, under, you understand that. Sometimes you don't know, but this time I knew it. And so I said, Pango, healing flow, and, and she started moving her back like this, and her eyes got big, and the group of teenagers looked at me and go, are you doing magic? I said, no, I'm not doing magic. I said, that's Jesus. That's Jesus who's alive today. He's in the healing the body business. He's in the healing the blessing business, and he loves you. So anyway, I, I was trying to talk to the girl, and she looked at me. She goes, I got to go to the bathroom. So she took off running. To, to the bus station to go to the bathroom. But two other, two other uh, young people stood there, and we had this great conversation. We were just talking. I said, hey, guys, have you ever given your hearts to Jesus? Have you ever considered uh, following the Lord? And this w one young girl, she goes, she goes you, know, you know, I've thought about that, but I'm still, I'm, I'm still not ready. I said, well, so that's really good, you know, that you're honest enough to say that you're not ready. Why are you not ready? She said, because I'm not good enough. She says, I, I can never be good enough as church, with, as church people are. Isn't that, isn't that sad? Does any of us church people in here think we're good, gooder? I don't think we're, any of us are gooder than anybody. But you know, the whole, that's the concept. That I have to be good enough. I have to clean myself up. I have to, and I said, no, 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 that's not how grace works. The Jesus who just healed your friend, that's Jesus. That's not church. That's Jesus. And Jesus, he's here, God's here, and you're here, and Jesus has bridged the gap for you. That's what grace is all about. That's why he died on the cross, was to bridge the gap to be, to, to bring you to God through what he did for you. It's a free gift. I said, well, I said, are you, are you ready for that? She goes, no, I'm still thinking. I said, okay, cool. So I talked to uh, the guy. We had a really good conversation. We just talked all about this stuff, this conversation. It was a slow day. We just talked around. It was like swirling around. And then at the end, I said, hey, guys, thanks so much for letting me talk to you. Uh, could we pray? And I found out that if you just ask people to pray, guess what happens? They'll say, maybe, say yes. I said, yeah. They said, yeah, we can pray. So I grabbed both of their hands, and I always pray with my eyes open. So we pray with my eyes open and invite the Holy Spirit to come and touch their lives. And you could tell something was going on. You know one of those kind of prayer things? You can just tell, even though they're not ready, there's something going on. And I just said, you know what you feel right now, that's the Holy Spirit, that's Jesus, and he loves you. And we had a great conversation. I said, see you later. I said, see you later. And they, 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 they took off. Well, see, that, that's what, uh, what God has called us as believers to do is to give away what we have what? Received. To give away, to be a blessing to people. The, the, the interesting uh, thing, my wife just emailed me this. She said, you know, Steve, Upper Room's vision she said, Steve, you need to share this. The upper room's vision is to reveal the goodness of God to everyone everywhere. To reveal the goodness of God to who? And if you're in the South, you could say to all y'all, to everyone. 
You know what we did just now? You know what we did when we gathered in little groups? You know what happened when we, we got groups like that? We revealed the goodness of God to each other. It's no different than revealing the goodness of God here to the people out there. It's the same thing. It's the same process. It's just going out with a heart of love, being willing to be a blessing, and because we can give away what we've received. That makes sense? And so that's what, what God, God is, is call, call, calling us to do. Uh, there's a great verse, and I love this verse, and I need to wrap it up, but this, this great verse is, is found in John 1.16, okay? John 1.16 says this, from the fullness of his grace, we've all received, what? One blessing after another. From the fullness of his grace, fullness of whose grace? His grace. We've all received, what? One blessing after another and another and another and another and another. It never stops. Because once you become his, it's for eternity. It's forever and ever and ever blessing and blessing and blessing and honor to Jesus forever and ever. When I was working with the the Dayton Vineyard, we go out in the community, we feed people, we go out and we do a thousand people a month. That's how many people we fed. We fed a thousand people a month. Every month, every month, a thousand people. We go out and feed, feed them. We go where they were. We didn't, we didn't go, you know, we went, we went to the hood. We went to different places and we, we'd get out and we'd, we'd feed, uh, you know, a thousand people. I remember pulling in on Main Helena one Saturday morning, okay, and it's raining. I mean, I'm not talking to a little bit of rain. I'm talking about rain rain, okay? It is raining. And so, you know, we get up and we go, rain, sleet, hell, nor snow is going to keep us from delivering our post. <laughs> we're going to deliver the food, the food. So anyway, we pull in, and when we pull in, we pull in at 9, and then we look, and there's been people standing there since 7 o'clock waiting on two bags of groceries and some meat and some vegetables. The food bank pulls in with their, their big truck, and we set up our tables, you know, and it's raining, and people line up, and we have we register them, we get them all lined up, they start coming, and, and guess what? We just started having fun. We, we were just going to make lemonade out of lemons. And so we started singing songs like, singing in the rain, and we'd all start dancing, doing all this kind of stuff like that. We'd high five people and watch it splash, like that. And so anyway, we did that. We were there. I was there from 9 to about 1 o'clock. That's how long I was in the rain. I was totally soaked. You know, I looked like uh, I, I was uh, totally soaked. So what I did was I, I went home and <laughs> put my shoes off, took my clothes off in the garage, uh, ran to, to the, the uh, bathroom, I tur uh, turned on the hot water, I jumped in the shower, and I'm showering. And then it hit me. Probably 45% of all the people we served that day did not have this luxury. It changed me. It changed my life. That shower at that time changed my life. Why? Because I realized how blessed I was. How blessed I was. That I could get in a, in a bathroom in America, turn the hot on, and have hot water, hot water, hot water as much as I wanted. 
and it shifted something in me. I began to look at the poor a little bit differently. I began to look at my community a little bit differently, realizing that the, from the fullness of his grace, I have received what? One blessing, one blessing, one blessing after another. You know, there's some stuff happening in Pemba in Mozambique right now, and I would encourage you all to pray Heidi Baker's place. But they, they have really pushed in over the years, and they built thousands and literally hundreds of people. But, but right now there's some dis, there's unrest in Pemba, and, pe- and now the armies are starting to go out and shooting and doing all kinds of things to Christians. And so, you know, we live, we, we live in where? The United States of America. If you live in America, guess what? You are blessed. You are blessed. If you're living in a house today that has a roof on it, guess what? You are blessed. If you're living in a house that has a floor in it, guess what? You are blessed. And sometimes, folks, what I think happens is we get so used to doing what we do that we forget. We forget that we're blessed for a purpose, and we are blessed for the purpose of being a blessing to other people. And how does that happen? That happens from recognizing the goodness of God. It comes, it recognizes how blessed you are and what you can do with your life and recognizing that every minute, every breath that you breathe, every, every time you get in a car, every time you buy groceries, you are a blessed person. If you walk home and you have a family, you are a blessed person. It is just recognizing that what God has done for you is one of the ways that we understand that we're blessed so that we can give away blessing. That makes sense to you guys? Okay, let me give get, you guys got the card? Okay. Five more minutes, okay, and we'll get out of here. Sorry. Here's how you, you receive God's blessing. You can take a note maybe on the back of the card. Number one, you should let go and let God. You let go and you let God. And sometimes, I really felt this strong this week, is that some, sometimes what, what happens is the reasons why we're, we're not blessed is because we're still holding on to something that we need to let go that's pulling us back instead of allowing us to go forward. And all Jesus wants us to do is to do this. Whatever that is, is to hold it in our hands, uh, open our hands, turn our hands over and say, I let it go. I let it go so that I can receive your blessing, that I can now live life forward. And sometimes it's an emotional process. Has anybody discovered that? If you've been wounded and hurt, sometimes it's an emotional process to let go of unforgiveness. Sometimes uh, if you've been wounded, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to let go of memories that pull you back or whatever pull you back. But what God encourages you to do is to let go so you can receive. See, you know how they catch monkeys sometimes in, in certain countries? What they do is they get a jar and they put a bunch of peanuts in it and then they have a hole about that big. And then what happens is the monkey puts his hand in, in the jar to get the peanut and then he, he's trapped because he won't let go of the peanut. And the guy comes over and grabs the monkey and the monkey's screaming but he won't let go of the peanut. That's sometimes the way we are. <laughs> We're like the monkey holding on to our stuff and not realizing that the blessing of God is this, forgiveness. 
the blessing of God is this sanctification, a new life, a new power to live forward instead of living backward. And so sometimes in order to receive blessing, guess what we have to do? Let go of something. To be able to receive the blessing of wholeness and health and illness. The second thing we need to do, just to, uh, oh, Patty told me to say this. He is more than able. <laughs> he is more than able to take what you give him, let go, and what you give him, your life, he is more than able to spring you forward. And the other thing that, that we need, that all we need for this is faith. Mary chose to believe what was said over her. She had faith. It says those who are the sons of Abraham, because the blessing comes from Abraham all the way down to Isaac and Jacob to Mary to us, the only thing that justifies us is by faith. And so we have to have some faith. So number two is thankfulness, having the attitude of gratitude. I'll kind of hit that point. Number three is being a blessing, choosing today. I am waking up. Okay, Jesus, I'm open for business today. Who is it that you want me to bless today? Is it someone in my family? Is it someone in my church family? Is it some, someone in the street? I'm open, Jesus. I'm open because you have blessed me. I am going to be a blessing for you. I have a friend of mine in Scotland. We did, did the bag outreach. And a friend of mine in Scotland, I, did a, I spoke at the church in April. We had like 60 bags. And people went out just to be a blessing to, to their neighbors. So Aaron, my friend, he came to me, he said, Steve, I didn't go out to the, to the neighborhood. I went to my sister who's a mess, and I gave her the bag just and said, I'm here just to bless you because I love you. And this is the only thing we got today at church, but I thought of you, and I wanted you to know I love you. He blessed his sister. That's still, that's still the outwardness. That's still the, the connection. So being a blessing, intentional acts of kindness. And uh, number, <laughs> the last one is, is giving blessing. Uh, that's after receive blessing. You got your card, remember? Okay. Here's, here's this card. is a really good card. This prayer in the middle, in the name of Jesus, I bless your life, your home, your family, with all the blessings, almighty God. This prayer has gone around the world. This prayer has gone around the world where, where people would begin, who understood the power of blessing, this happened in a, a little village in Wales where they began to bless everything that moved and the blessings of God fell upon this little retreat center. And so people would come there and they would come there and just on the property they would get blessed and they began to ask what is going on and how can we take this away. And this middle prayer right here, that was the prayer they gave them to take it away, to begin to speak out over, over people. And lastly... The, the, this blessing at Numbers, this is what Moses, God through Moses, commanded Aaron to do for the people of Israel. He didn't tell, tell Aaron to pray for the people, did he? He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to bless the people. What is a blessing? That's something coming out of your mouth that's positive to bless people. That our, our mouths have power to create blessing. They do. And so God did this with Aaron, what he did he told him, this is what you shall say. This is the things that you shall, shall speak over uh, my people. And if you do this, it says this is amazing, right, right at, the, at the end of the, the, the this chapter here, it says, I want you to bless them because when you bless them, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to put my name on them. And then they will be called the blessed of the earth. And guess who's blessed now? Israel. How did that happen? Because God spoke a long, long time ago 
for Aaron to speak blessing over Israel. And those, guess what, who bless Israel, guess what happens? They become the blessed. Amen. So let's stand, okay? Let's stand up. And I just want to encourage you, would you pair up with somebody just real quickly? We've done a little bit of this today. And it's, this is so important. Are you all getting it today? Is it kind of, are you connecting to this, the value and the importance of this? You know, the, the word, God says this, that he is slow to anger and swift to bless. And just pair up. Don't get in a circle. Just pair up with somebody one-on-one. If you could do that, that'd be great. And I'm going to lead you through this prayer of Aaron, okay? So you're going to repeat after me. You're going to put your hand on the person next to you. You're going to repeat after me. And we're going to pray this prayer over each other. That okay? All right. Okay. Thus shall you bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, here we go, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. Lift his countenance upon you. And give you peace. Now just begin to pray blessing. Your own words just over the person next to you. To speak positives over their lives. Speak goodness and mercy. Speak grace. Speak blessing. May they be blessed going out. May they be blessed coming in. May they be blessed lying down. May they be blessed rising up. May they be blessed financially. May their children prosper. May all their children know the Lord. May creativity and financial blessing fall upon them. May your goodness and mercy chase them down, Lord, all the days of their life. May the goodness of Jesus follow them. May the awareness of who God is come, be alive in their hearts and their minds. May your goodness, Lord, be tangible in their lives. May they be blessed, Lord. We bless, we bless, we bless. Okay, one more time, just a little bit. I'm doing Nicole's thing, just a little bit more. If you haven't spoken anything, say something positive. Say something positive to your person next to you. Okay, lastly, lastly, really quick. At the top of the card... There are, are ways that you can begin to speak blessing over your own life and over your family. It's an acronym. Bless their body. Bless the labor. Bless the emotions. Bless them socially. And bless them spiritually. I would just encourage you guys to practice, practice speaking blessing in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a, a, a clap for what he's done. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. If you need prayer, please uh, let us know. Micah and I and Josh and a few others will be up, and we'd love to pray for you.